1: Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Arreda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episodes, we're going to be previewing this weekend's matches in NWSL. We have all five games going on, all 10 teams participating in NWSL action. Before we get into our preview a quick reminder to follow us on twitter at attacking third also head on over to our youtube page and hit subscribe to never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live plus you can catch great extended highlights of NWSL matches so head on over to youtube.com slash attacking third and hit subscribe lisa how you doing today ready to preview these matches
0: i'm so ready full slate of games ahead um i'm excited to talk about them sandra
1: I am too. Uh it feels good to to have like a full slate of games to to recap. There was a a pause in the regular season there for a second uh in light of uh all of the off-field things going on and impacting the league. Uh and then we had some midweek action there, but now we're back to weekend action uh for this league and I'm excited to to get into all these games. We've got five games on the schedule a double header taking place on Saturday, a triple header taking place on Sunday. Let's get into these Saturday matches really quickly. We have Orlando Pride versus New Jersey New York Gotham FC. Uh, Orlando Pride finally getting back onto the pitch in this one. Uh, they were one of the teams that did not have a midweek game. And this is a bit of a quick turnaround for New Jersey uh, New York Gotham FC. They were one of the teams that had a midweek match. Uh, so there could be some things coming into play in terms of travel, you know, short rest. Mm-hmm. fatigue on the legs uh we'll see what happens and orlando is hosting this one lisa and that's not always an easy place to play in in terms of uh sunny florida and uh i'm a little curious to see how this will go let's do our picks we love doing our picks lisa uh, last uh, Last week, well, during the midweek matches, we were very proud to come on and recap and say that <laughs> we got every single one of our picks wrong. So I'm absolutely looking forward to going through these games with you and checking out and seeing if we keep uh, our, our streak going. I would I would actually really like to see our incorrect streak going and see if we actually get that, uh, uh, keep that going for our listeners here. But in this one... With Orlando Pride and Gotham, what are you going to be looking at and who are you picking?
0: So Gotham played midweek, like you mentioned, and Orlando Pride hasn't played since September 26, two Sundays ago, um, which they took a loss to O.L. Reign in that match. Um, And Orlando Pride, they've been up. down throughout this season. Their their consistency hasn't really been there. We saw an increase right when Becky Burley took over the Pride, um, an increase in in consistency with the squad and, and returning from the Olympics. But this is the end of the season. This is when teams need points. And for Orlando Pride, they were right on the bubble of the cutoff line for playoffs. They sit in number six right now in the standings. Um, They need this win. Gotham also needs this win. But because that Gotham had that midweek match, which Carly Lloyd played 90 minutes, it was her, her farewell tour in Philadelphia. She's, they're going to be tired. They're going to be tired. This is a really, really quick turnaround from Wednesday to Saturday. Um, And because of that, I think we could see a little bit of player rotation in the Gotham lineup side of things which could make for a really interesting match but i still think gotham comes out on top in this one who do you who do you think pride oh, or, or gotham
1: you know what i think listen i think you as always put forth a compelling argument uh, <laughs> but i'm i'm not too sure i think gotham is entering a very crucial part of their schedule right now and they're going to have multiple quick turnarounds to mm-hmm. sort of close out Their season. So if they are going to continue their playoff push, it absolutely uh, starts now. They're coming off of a draw. They picked up a point. Still not enough to get them out of that sort of eighth position in the standings where they've kind of been sitting for the last few weeks now, still on the outside looking in. And if there is a very important game that they're taking a look at, in which they can leapfrog a little bit, it probably is this one circled on the camera. We did we did see some player rotation uh, coming out of those midweek matches, so Mm -hmm. maybe a bit of preparation, um, you know, looking ahead a little bit, you know, in terms of the preparing for a match like this uh, from Scott Parkinson for Gotham, and maybe trying to keep an eye on where and how and who they could steal some points from. Um, But I would echo that there's a similar sentiment there for Orlando pride as this is a team yeah. that has now dropped into the sixth place position. They have watched some teams leapfrog over them a little bit in these playoff standings. And this is going to be a big one for them too. And I'm sure they're not happy coming off of that big three zero loss that they had against OL rain, not the performance that they want to keep hanging around in the back of their head as they try to continue to, to, better their position so I think I'm actually going to go with the home side in this one I think this is going to be the game where the attack tries to time their runs and get one in behind that very stingy Gotham defense. But it's going to take a lot of effort from Orlando's back line as well. I'm probably going to be looking at someone like an Adley Krieger to see if she could lob those balls like she's been doing for Sydney LaRue at times during this and, season. And
0: we know that Orlando's attack can score goals. Just two matches ago, they had the big three scoring against Racing Louisville when they, they walked out of that win, uh, three yeah. to one. It was Alex Morgan, Sydney LaRue, and Marta all scoring goals. So they can Absolutely. do it. And that's the
1: that's the other angle in this one, too. Like both of these both of these teams have players that are finally sort of returning to form coming off of big injuries, whether it's with Gotham, with Margaret Purse and Paige Monaghan or for Orlando Pride with somebody Mm -hmm. like Alex Morgan. So uh, I think this has the potential to be a really big game. And I like that we're choosing. Uh, each team so we'll see we'll see what happens in this one uh, heading uh, into this the second and final match for for saturday it's washington spirit versus racing louisville fc similar vibe for both of these clubs another game with another quick turnaround that we're watching some these two teams that did also participate in the mid midweek matches uh but i would say maybe a little bit more on the line in this one, Lisa, for a team like Washington spirit versus racing global. We've been talking a lot about uh, the timeline of things. And while there is still uh, some weeks left in the regular season for certain teams to make a playoff push. We're starting to see that maybe not be the case for some other teams and Racing Louisville coming off of a big loss against North Carolina Courage 3-1 and Washington Spirit coming off of a scoreless draw against Gotham FC. They really need the points to get themselves back on in. Having those tiebreakers come into play, we're starting to see with this narrow table, even if you're level on points, those head-to-heads, those goal differentials are coming into play and now heading into this weekend's matches of of games, Uh, Washington Spirit are in the seventh place just on the outside looking back into that playoff position. With the short turnaround, I think I'm going to be going with the home team in this one. Lisa, I think it might come into play a little bit. I think the rest is going to be helpful. And I think that the Washington Spirit are maybe a little or they're feeling it a little bit that they mm-hmm. didn't come away with a better result in that previous game against Gotham FC. There was some really good dynamic attacks Happening within uh, that that game against the Gotham, and they just couldn't find the finishing. It was really great to see that front, that sort of that front three, that interchanging attack with with Hatch, with Sanchez, with Rodman, and then just not being able to find uh, the finishing in the final third there. So maybe a little bit of um, uh, disjointedness happening with with sort of the, the the pausing and the stopping and the going for the spirit. This is a team that didn't play. In a month, they had to forfeit two games based on a breach of medical protocol, uh, the, the international break in the middle of that, you know, sort of not being able to have that time together. So I think they're really looking for a game to have a full, complete like 90-minute performance. And I think this is going to be the game for them to do it. I, I got spirit in this one. How about you?
0: I'm also taking Spirit. I'll just jump to the gun here. I'm also taking them. I, both teams coming off of the midweek match. So I, I think that cancels out a little bit <laughs> um, yeah. because it, both teams, neither neither game uh, during the week on Wednesday was a cakewalk for either side because Washington played against a really, really tough Gotham team and ended scoreless in that one. Um, and and Washington had chances, but not that many in, in that game against Gotham, um, Trini Rodman didn't really break through hatch and Sanchez didn't get so many clinical finishes on goal. Um, but against a Gotham defense, that's really, really tight. And now when they look at racing Louisville side and who they have lining up for them, I think that the foot race is on for Washington and they can win the foot race in the front three that they have running at Louisville's back line. But we can't forget that Savannah McCaskill for racing Louisville just knocked down a banger this week against North Carolina. And that goal is something that we haven't seen a lot from Savannah McCaskill. Usually when she picks up the ball in the middle of the pitch and she dribbles even towards the top of the 18, she doesn't always look to go to goal. She doesn't always look to shoot it. She looks to find that final pass, which she is very, very good at playing that final ball. But if she can be that really dangerous shooting threat and get some points on the board by scoring goals, her game will change and it will truly, truly elevate becoming that triple threat attacking midfielder position. Um, Maybe we'll get a goal from her. I want some high scoring games, high scoring action. So I'm going to take Washington, but by a few goals. So 2-1, we saw even a 3-2 during the week. So I'll take a 3-2 in this match, but... I think Spirit will come out on top.
1: Right on, I feel that. So we're two for two for when it goes for the uh, Spirit versus Racing Louisville match. That's going to be it for Saturday's slate of matches. There's a triple header on Sunday uh, right after Saturday's matches. So we will get into a preview of those three games right after a quick break.
2: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
1: Sunday, 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 Lisa. It's three games on the slate. I do love a triple header on a Sunday where just you have so many options to go through. Pick a game. Pick any game. There's going to be a game for you. Let's take a look at how these roll out. We've got Kansas City and WSL kicking things off against Portland Thorns FC. Quick turnaround for the Portland Thorns. Kansas City getting back into action this weekend. The fresher of the legs, and they're going to be hosting – this match. It's a big one as they're the last place team going up against the first place team in the league right now. Let's just get right into it. Lisa, what are you going to be looking at in this match and who are you picking and why?
0: So this one, I'm actually super excited for it's, it. It's looking at the standings and point wise. It may not seem that great. Portland has 38 points in Kansas city, bottom of the table, 11 points. However, Kansas City is a team that can get a little chip on their shoulder and they can say, listen, we're facing the number one team in the league right now, a team that is notoriously known for winning and being very good and being very consistent. And and Portland has a lot of really good players. But Kansas City, they didn't play during the midweek matches and Portland did. So they've had a bit more rest. Um, and that rest is, is good for Kansas City. Last time they played was against Washington Spirit. They lost two to one, but they scored a goal. They, they scored. It was a beautiful shot from Darian Jenkins, but it, it sounds a little weird to say they scored a goal, but they can do it. They have a lot of power in their attack. And when the moments come, they can put shots on the board. Um, now Portland... They're coming off of their second loss in a row, something that we have not seen from the Thorns in a very long time. They need to bounce back. This is very unusual for the Thorns. Even uh, against teams that they've been playing against, That they're playing pretty well. Um, they played very well against Houston during the midweek match, even though they lost three to two in that one. But they still scored goals and they still played really well. I think Portland will get back to their winning ways in this one and, and come out on top of Kansas city. Um, I, I'm, I'm going for like my score lines here in this right. preview. I want a lot of goals from Portland. I, I just want like so many goals. Like we had a few five, no games throughout this regular season. Can we get another one? I mean, that's, that kind of stinks for Kansas city. Maybe they'll get a goal. <laughs> I'll take five, one, I'll do five, one on Kansas city on the board again.
1: I feel that I would like a big game uh, from Portland again. I feel like they opened up their season with that and maybe they're primed to do that Uh again, because I just don't I just don't know if this Portland Thorns team is built this season to lose three consecutive games in a row. I just don't know if that's possible. I'm sure that. We'll find out on Sunday because this is definitely a league that has shown us anything can happen, but I'm not too sure if this is the match in which that does happen. Kansas city. Th- there's always, there's always some uh, danger, right? When you're uh, the the team that's sort of favored going up against a team that has nothing to lose, right? That's sort yeah. of a momentum that can come into play and shift a little bit uh, where the the lower-ranked team can kind of play a little bit more fearless uh, against a team that is uh, has been leading the regular season for a large majority uh, this year and really is still trying to clinch that uh, playoff spot uh, during uh, this final stretch of the season. So while the Shield is still something that's very much up for grabs, uh, teams are out here still trying to nail down their playoff uh, their playoff spot moving forward. So I'm sure the Thorns would like to get that done sooner rather than later and I'm going to be going with them in this one as well. Short rest or not, I think Thorns are going to uh, walk away with the victory in this one. Let's take a look at the second game on the slate for Sunday. It's Houston Dash versus North Carolina Courage. Houston Dash hosting this one in BBVA Stadium in Texas. I'm just going to hop right to it myself too, Lisa. I'm going to be going with the Dash in this one. Ooh. I'm going to be going with the Dash in this one. The Dash have shown that they tend to play these higher-ranking teams pretty, pretty tough. And Houston isn't an easy place to play into, but I don't think the Courage are too unfamiliar with playing in some hot, humid, muggy weather as they uh, hail from Cary, North Carolina themselves. But Houston Dash coming off of that short short window of rest, but so are North Carolina Courage, and this time they'll be on the road. So like you echoed earlier, I think that kind of cancels things out in this one. Uh Both of the teams are going to be dealing with that. Both of these teams are going to be dealing with the same elements. But Houston Dash have shown uh, with that big win against Portland Thorns that maybe they're entering a little bit of a different uh, momentum shift in this final stretch of the season for them. Uh, With so many other teams in the mix uh, for their own respective playoff pushes, uh, they're battling for positioning on the table. And their recent win against the has them you know, they leapfrog into the upper half of the table. Uh, But I think what was more impressive about that win than just them making that big leap in the standings was that they went on the road in a tough place to play in. And while they almost looked like they were going to do what they have done before in the past, let a game go, That didn't happen. Uh, They were able to sort of come together and nailed on that win and walk away with a 3-2 victory. So I'm looking for another one from them in this game against North Carolina, although I don't know if it's going to be that big of a scoreline. Uh, But if Rachel Daly continues to produce what uh, she's been doing for the dash, I think they've got a really good shot.
0: You're saying we could see more incredible header goals from Rachel Daly. It's
1: a possibility. I would would like to see it. I would.
0: (laughs) Um, I like this. So you're going with Houston right off the bat. I'm going to bait our listeners and bait you about who I'm going to pick. This matchup is huge. Both teams coming off wins, midweek wins. So, yes, the – the minute management, that cancels out, but each team scored three goals this week. That's a lot of goals. That's a lot of scoring. And especially from two teams, um, North Carolina specifically, who hasn't scored that many goals throughout this regular season. They've they've been in a little bit of a scoring rut. Even though they get wins, they're usually really narrow, which isn't the traditional North Carolina way. And Houston Dash, they've, they've had so many ups and downs. And to come out against a Portland Thorns team, and knock away three great, great goals. Almost let the wind slip away, but they close it out at the end uh, with a player like Rachel Daly. I think that um, the tenacity that we saw from Houston Dash is something that we knew was always inside of the Dash, but it hasn't really been exposed throughout this season. And now the beast has been unleashed, so to say. Um, in the standings, though, this is a game that matters. This is really, really that matters. North Carolina has 32 points and Houston has 29. They're number three and number four, respectively. This is a must win for both of these sides. I I love that you're going with Houston. I have a feeling that Houston might win this one, but I honestly see it as a draw. I do. As much as I hate draws and I don't want to see it, it's going to be a very, very well-played match but I, I think it comes out even at the end of it.
1: You know what? We were due for a draw, and I'm glad that you picked one for this match. Let's head on into this final match, closing out Sunday's triple header. It is OL Reign versus Chicago Red Stars. Both of these teams not seeing midweek action, so getting a bit of a rest in this one. Having the extended time coming off of the pause of games versus uh, compared to last week, and uh, OL Reign. Before the pause in this break, probably considered the hottest team, the hottest team in the league right now, climbing the table, picking up results left and right. Laura Harvey doing phenomenal stuff with this team tactically on the pitch, watching the different rotations taking place uh, uh, within the formation there for Laura and just seeing these lights out performances, mm-hmm. big games from big players, whether it's somebody like a Jess Fishlock. Jennifer Maros and Bethany Balser leading the golden boot race and the Chicago red stars coming off of a really big win themselves against the uh, first place Portland thorns putting together one of those performances that a lot of people are circling and saying might've been their best performance Mm -hmm. of the year and um, maybe a little bit unpredictable too. not sure a lot of people had them peg picking up that win against that Portland thorns side. So These are two teams with different stakes uh, in this game. You've got an all rain side again, Super in form at the moment, sitting in at number two, obviously keeping an eye on that shield, chasing that as well. Uh, but this is the Chicago Red Stars side that doesn't have a ton of games uh, remaining on their schedule in terms of their playoff push and trying to add a little bit of cushion for themselves in the league standings. They currently sit at number five on the table after the midweek matches, and that middle of the upper half of the table is very, very clogged. Uh, when you're talking about third place, Fourth place, fifth place, and sixth place. Uh, Thirty-two, tw- two teams with twenty-nine points, twenty-eight points. Uh, so anything can happen uh, over this week. But I'm due. For a draw, Lisa (laughs) And this is the game that I think is going To end in a draw More than the very talented players On each side of the roster going head-to-head And matching up pretty well with each other This is probably one of my favorite uh, Head coaching uh, battles In the league, having the return Of Laura Harvey come back in and having uh, Rory Dames and Laura Harvey Both sort of having their teams Go head-to-head, they tend to play each other To some really entertaining matches And there have been a number of draws at times. And it's always very interesting to sort of see both of these coaches take on their respective teams on the road. Uh, so digging back deep into the memory bank with going to uh, Seattle and have perhaps having to play in a place like uh, you know Memorial or for Laura Harvey having to go to a place like uh, SeaKey, they were difficult places for either teams to pick up uh, wins so it was always very it's always very interesting to see these two uh, head coaches go go head to head they both have a lot of respect for each other and I think that always reflects in the games Uh, so the Reigns attack maybe having some difficulty sometimes with Chicago's organization. So I think this is the game that might be slated for a draw. And that's what I'm going for in this one. And I think it might be a low one at that.
0: Oh, a low one too. We're getting the draw and the score line from Sandra. Finally, I've been waiting all episode for it. <laughs> um this yes, the coaching battle here. Um I've circled this one. So I circled looking at the schedule. I tend to star put circles around the games. I'm really pumped for Houston dash versus North Carolina. I think that'll be a really big battle. And then OL rain versus Chicago. This was my second star. Um, They're playing at the same time. So I'm a little annoyed, but that's okay. That's what dual monitors are for Sandra. We can, we can do it. We can handle it. Um, the, The coaching battle. You're so right between Laura Harvey and Rory Dames is going to be played and viewers watching this game are going to be like 5 minutes behind because both of these coaches are so intelligent in the game and the moves that they will be making chess match moves will be about 5 or 6 steps ahead and by the time we see things unfold they're already making 10 more steps down the road that both sides are doing so the the play between these two is going to be phenomenal um The goal scoring from O.L. Reign that we've seen in the past has really been stepped up. The the goal scorers that they have right now are just huge. And for Chicago, they're really finding their stride in their attack and their organization defensively. Um, Now, Sandra, you did touch on the standings and how tight they are. And when... I look at Chicago and I look at Rory Dames and how he runs his team and how he maps out the schedule and the standings, the the day one when they get the the schedule, that's what he does. This is the point in the season where he needs to pick up points. Uh, He doesn't like being so close to the bottom, sitting number five right now and the cutoff point being six. He wants to be higher in the standings, as does every team. However, for Rory Dames, he's known how he was going to play at this point. If he got to this point in the season and they were lower in the standings, this is a win for them. I could see Chicago coming out in this match and we see something different or we see a team and we're like, where was this three weeks ago? Their organization is just phenomenal. Their counterattack is seamless and quick going through their center mids out the other side, finding Mal Pugh on a through ball in behind all reigns back line. I, I could see some magic from Chicago, whereas O.L. Rain, we've seen the magic from them so far, and we know what they're going to give fans, and they're going to give Chicago. As for my picks, I really don't know. I'm just going to be really honest with you. I I could see Chicago winning, and I'd be like pleasantly surprised, but I could also see O.L. Rain coming away with this one. I'm going to go O.L. Rain. I'm just going to do it because – they're at the top of the table, and three more points for them would really help them in the standings as well. I want to see Bethany Balser just continue to score goals and Les Homer continue to score goals and just be magic on the ball. I'm going a well, rain. I talked myself
1: into it. Right on. Well, we'll see how everything shakes out and plays out after this weekend slate of matches. Let's take a quick look at these standings before we exit our episode. Still in first place, Portland Thorns with 38 points. In number two, Oil Rain with 35 points. North Carolina Courage sit at number three with 32 points. Houston Dash in fourth place with 29 points. Chicago Red Stars at number five with 29 points. Orlando Pride in sixth place with 28 points. In the seventh place standing on the outside looking in is Washington Spirit with 27 points. In eighth place is New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC with 26 points. At number nine is Racing Louisville with 17 points. And in 10th place is Kansas City and WSL with 11 points. Everyone, I want to thank you all for listening Please follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast show. If you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, Lisa and I will answer it as part of our mailbag segment. And we're also available as video. So please subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And we will be back Sunday with a weekend recap of MWSL matches. Cassandra Dada and Lisa Roman. This was Attacking Third.